Hey, Sooner Nation, Coach Chavis here. Man, it's the first day of speed school. Sooners are getting ready for this amazing 2023 season. Expecting you guys to pack the palace. We can't wait to see you, baby. Boomer Sooner. Pack the palace. Coach Chavis there. How do you think the, you know, now that we're going to the SEC, they know it's 24. I wonder if they've seen a, a boom in season tickets, like people starting to, because I know as soon as it was initially announced, there was a, a bit of a run up uh, right yep. around that time. People yep. got back into the season ticket game. Yep. I wonder if since it's been announced that next season, if if we've seen uh, another big push for season tickets. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I, I don't know how much, but I, I heard the same thing you did last off season. Of yeah, well, yeah, the home schedule's not great, but I feel like if I want to get in on season tickets, I'm going to need to buy them now, so I'm going to be able to get them in the SEC. Well, I, I mean, that's yeah, that's a, that's that's a mentality that OU probably wants to be around here, right? Like, yeah, the home schedule kind of sucks, but. That's all right. I'll suffer through it for one to two years, but then, man, I'll be sick because I'll have my SEC seats in hand. And I think a lot of people that had fallen out of the season ticket game, they did that too to not only reserve season tickets, but maybe able to reserve some good seats for their season tickets. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think yeah. some people did yeah. that. Yeah, probably so. Um, I just I wonder what game – you look at that is going to be if, if you is it TCU the last game of the year that's that's just to me, because of they're coming off the national championship yeah but even with that man I even if TCU's really good what are they going to bring here a, a 800 fans something like that it's not even to be close to what a 25th ranked Auburn would bring no. their first time I mean that's kind I don't of the even thing. see here's what's interesting and I think this is just from being in the Big 12. Whenever I look at the schedule and I look at, like, what home games are going to be good, I, it's never even something that crosses my mind. And you bring it up every time, which I think is good, but it never it's never even something I think of, like, how many fans are they going to bring? It's never even like because I don't know the last school. I don't know the last Big Twelve school, and maybe someone knows this and they can hit us up on the text line. I don't know the last school, but I do know it's not very many of Big Twelve teams that sell out their allotment when they have a road game in Norman, which is odd to me, man. Because you know you would think that a road game at OU, maybe you think that you're going to lose by twenty points. I don't know, but you would think going to a road game at OU is a very desirable location in this conference, right? So it's just always been yeah. crazy to me that routinely you will see 200 Baylor fans up there in the uh, northwest or the northeast corner, or 80 Texas Tech fans. It's just I, I don't know. It's it's wild to me that no one ever seemingly sells out their yeah. allotment. No, I understand that, and I that's going to be something that changes because the SEC and you know part of it is going to be because. You know, it's 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 going to be a new matchup, a new conference game, where there's going to be a lot of fans that want to travel here and see what it's all about, because it's going to be the same thing for us, right? It, you know, our 
our first road games, there's going to be a bunch of fans that are that are going on the road to some of these games. You know, whether they're big ones or 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 not as big, it's it's going to be something that's kind of new, where we have a big section of fans that come in for the games, and it, it happens every now and then whenever someone has a, a big team, like a, a good team that year, and they're on the road down here, maybe ranked pretty high, have a special season going on. You'll see, um, you know, some some teams travel decent for Big Twelve standards, not yeah. decent for sec standards but i it is just it doesn't matter how many times i look at it i'm just shocked at what our home schedule is this year shocked and not in a good way it's insane no not in a good way it may be the worst that they've ever had if tc if tcu takes a massive step back if tcu takes a massive step back then there's a really good chance it might be your worst home schedule ever If you combine all of the home home games that we have, I mean, you might have five New Year's Six bowl wins. And I'm talking about in the history of the programs combined. Well, the majority I think UCF of those are, maybe have one or two. UCF has the one over Baylor in 2013. And then the one over Auburn in 2017, I think. But the five's a pretty good number to, to go off of. TCU's won a rose. I, uh, they I won a they, Fiesta, they uh, obviously, this year. Um, yeah, I, I think they, they have. Iowa State beat Oregon, and I think that's it. Yeah, so what, five or six, something like that. Yeah, it's not Well, I guess about. West Virginia. West Virginia had a big. A big win way back in the Ooh, day. Well, they beat the uh, they beat OU in the Fiesta Bowl, yeah, and then they yeah. put up seventy against Clemson the year before Brent got there. Yeah, so maybe a little bit more than we thought. Yeah. but still, I come on, it home schedule's not great. Um, bring that up though, because there's starting to be some uh, SEC guys theorize on what the schedule's going to look like, and it seems like most of them believe it's going to be that three six model. For whatever that's worth, I, I, I kind of think that's the betting favorite at this point. Andy Staples did a did an article today on, on The Athletic, and he had a little bit of a twist for OU in their three rotating opponents. He has Texas, okay. He's got Missouri, but he's got Florida as OU's third uh, rotating team that they play every single year. How attractive is that? I feel like he's – it's attractive – I feel like he's been saying that for a long time. Like, didn't the last time all of this stuff came up, like the schedule and everything, maybe his last summer, I feel like it was him. There was a couple of people that continued to throw Florida out there. So I don't know if they've heard something because I, I don't know why else like that would be the team that they select, yeah. right? I think he's theorizing that, well, you can just do it in terms of what makes sense geographically and historically with these rivals, or, you know, you can really kind of line this up for maximum TV exposure, which is what everything's about these days. And he's kind of saying that, you know, OU and Florida have a decent look. Like, the 08 title game was fun. There's been a little bit of history there, but maybe you can evolve that into one of the – premier yearly games in the sec well i think that like what makes sense about it is like 
whether it's it's Oklahoma, it's Texas, there needs to be they need to try and spark a new rivalry yeah. somehow, yeah. right? Yeah, good and idea. Just to kind of acclimate them into into the SEC, and I think Florida is, I think Florida is a good thought. I would take you can interchange Florida and Tennessee for me. Those I think those are two, those would be two pretty good ones. Yeah, Florida may be better because the you know to have that rivalry and you know possibly be able to own Florida uh, that probably helps in recruiting quite a bit. I uh, yeah, like, the more I think about it, like Arkansas could be fun. We've talked about that enough, but what you can gain from playing Florida every year, and if you were to really take kind of a hold of that series early on, with the recruiting in the state of Florida, which we pointed out yesterday, you and I both agree, that the state most represented on OU's roster the next five years, outside of Oklahoma and Texas, kid, will, will be Florida kids. There's a lot to gain from OU's side to play Florida every single year. A lot to gain there. Like, you're already, I Absolutely. think, going to, going to recruit well in the state of Florida, regardless of who you play because of the staff you have and the relationships they have there. But if you throw in that you're going to play in Gainesville every other year, then it gets a whole lot stronger. So I, I didn't what initially think? think about Florida, but in terms of OU's recruiting efforts, if you were going to throw out a random team to play every year, random meaning they're not you know really you know, close, driving distance, I guess, mm-hmm. Florida is the one that makes the most sense to me. I, I wonder, hit us on the text line, 651-3439. I wonder what people think of that. Um, obviously, OU Texas, Missouri is fairly close. I mean, that's one you could travel to, but it you know it's it's not one that I think people are going to be overly excited about. Is Florida like? Would you prefer something closer, or is Florida one that people can really get behind? Uh, you know, yeah, it's a it's a distance, but it's also uh, a pretty big name. Yeah. And it's a higher tier of a of a team. I mean, it's one of the few. If, if, it's one of the few places, Teddy, that you don't ever call the stadium by its actual name. No one ever says Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. You say the Swamp, and everyone knows what it is. So yes, it's yeah. not the easiest destination to get to. I don't know how easy it is to get to OKC to Gainesville direct or Tulsa to Gainesville correct. But it's one of those venues to where yeah, it's a little tough to get to, but you'll make your way there because it's an awesome place to watch a game. That would be interesting, wouldn't it, to go from uh, – we've played Florida in bowl games, but to go from, like, nothing to all of a sudden playing Florida every single year. And I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, has Oklahoma ever played at Florida? I don't think OU's ever played at the Swamp, no. I, I, I don't Isn't remember that, a time where they have – I think that's actually kind of cool to be yes, able to go sure. from from zero to yearly rivalry at a place like Florida where every other year you're making your way down to the swamp. That'd be cool. No, it'd be amazing. I could handle that. Um, 918 says when Andy Staples was, was coming up with this, his goal was to make the biggest primetime game possible. He put Texas, Missouri in the best possible matchup with the biggest brand based on available teams. Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia were full based on ex- uh, existing rivals. That makes sense. Yeah. So for like for instance, for Texas, he has. Let me find out where where exactly. Okay, for Texas, he has Arkansas, their old rivals, OU, 
long rivals, A&M, long rivals. I don't know if that's what happens for Texas, but those three historically make sense, currently make sense, and TV-wise make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, the the Texas-Texas A&M game, I'm sure, would do massive ratings, especially in the in the state of Texas where they really want it to. So, yeah. I I wouldn't mind the Texas, Missouri, and Florida. They can't all be winners, you know, if you have to play Missouri every year. That's fine. Yeah. LSU or Florida would be big, says the 580. You can get a little bit more regional and play LSU, but I don't know if anyone around here is looking to play those guys every single year and every other year in Baton Rouge. Yeah, that may be one that you don't want to go – to every other year you know that may be one of those once every 20 years uh road games in the sec against the top opponents it i'm fine with texas missouri and to me it would be between florida and tennessee that i would i would really want john arnold says ou versus florida could turn out to be one of the best rivalries in the game i would also like to relook at the fair venue for the uh whoa you said texas ou game do you mean the ou texas game Mm. I think that was a typo on your a, part. We have a Texas fan. That's I think checking so. in all of a sudden. Man, huh, hmm, okay. interesting. Yeah, you really out yourself real quickly when you say the Texas OU games. No one around here says right, that. We know we know exactly what's going on. I don't know why people nationally say that either. Fi- it's so weird. Anytime I hear it nationally, when someone says that, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It doesn't flow at all. It's horrible. No, O becomes O comes before T. OU Texas flows sure. better. It just I, I yeah I, I don't I don't understand that. I I don't think that this will happen. By the way, in terms of um, who OU's third opponent is, or I, I guess even the other two outside Texas. But if you're looking for like a major ratings game, like to form a new rivalry, which I think would be fun. You know, Alabama is, in my opinion, the only current blue blood in the SEC. Like, what's the likelihood, what would be the benefit for OU of matching up the two new blue, or the two blue bloods in the SEC playing against each other every year? Um, well, I think it would be great, obviously, but I, I don't think it would be something that the SEC wants to do. I think you know how it is. It, you can take your, your top four teams, and I, I know coming off of this year, Oklahoma doesn't qualify for that, but traditionally Oklahoma would definitely qualify as a top four team in the SEC. You don't want those four teams playing each other every year. Yeah. Unless there's some type of built-in, must-be-played must be rivalry. That's a year-in, year-out game, right? Otherwise, you want those to happen kind of randomly. If you're if you're trying to get the most teams into the playoff, which I know they will be. Whereas Florida, they're not as interested in protecting them as much as Alabama, is what you're saying. Right. Florida makes a yeah. whole lot more sense. And playing Florida well, you, every you, single – You have like – the way they probably view it is – I. Between Florida and Oklahoma, you kind of end up having, perhaps, if Florida gets things right and we get things right, like the winner of that game 
puts themselves in a good chance for a playoff spot. Sure. Like that, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of kind of how you you would want it to be built. Yeah, a little if, bit. If you were to play Florida every single year, I think that that might be the biggest wild card that you could draw in the conference. LSU's a pretty big wild card on a year in year out basis, but kind of same thing with Florida. Either they're really good and the best team in the country or they're really bad and, you know, barely making a bowl game. Like, they, they are – there's a lot of peaks and valleys with Florida football. When it's good, it's, yeah. like, really, really good. When it's bad and they don't have a quarterback, then it could actually get pretty bad out there. I mean, it, they really are kind of a wild card from a year-in, year-out basis. If you go – do you fly into Jacksonville if you're going to Gainesville, or is it big enough? Does it have a decent-sized airport? <sighs> is Jacksonville – closer to Gainesville than Orlando is yes it is yeah okay I I I would guess Gainesville has a big enough airport and is it one of those situations too where Will Rogers and in like Tulsa like do you think they would do special flights that weekend to Gainesville for OU fans that was doing that last year was that American Airlines that that did that last year did they do it for the Nebraska game or something yeah, they well, they did it for, I think, wasn't Caleb Williams the spokesperson for it? Oh, gosh, yeah. He was they did one it of the for, airlines. I think they did it for several games across the country where they had nonstop flights for maybe a handful of days leading up to those those big matchups, which would be, I, I think it's genius for airlines to do that, you know, just kind of one-off, you know, one one. One week uh, a year, you do like you handpick a, some of these games across the country and start doing making it easy for fans to travel. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, you know, I know they've got the, uh, uh, I know they've got the their stuff that they do scheduled already. But if you could add those in there, I think it's nice. Let me read a few texts uh, before we hit a break. I would love a new rival instead of an old Big Twelve rehash. That's from the four oh five. I'm really Agreed. trending towards that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm there with you actually. I, I think that'd be fun. Uh I think we get Mizzou and Texas for sure. As for the third game, Arkansas, rotating through the others every year is good enough. Yeah, and I think there's I think there's some there, there's something interesting about that. As long as you get good Arkansas, right? They've been better here recently, but there's been there's been a while where they were. I mean, there was a long stretch. Pummeled by North Texas at home. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So, I'm a, I'm I'm okay with that. It's an easy road trip game. Fayetteville's a really cool city. I think people w- would like that trip. I'm I'm okay with that one, but. Here's the thing, dude. I, the the team I look forward to the least is Missouri. Everyone said amen. Amen. It, that's in, that's including Vanderbilt. That's including everyone. Missouri is dead last. Dead last. And it's really, it's everyone and then a ladder down to Missouri, where Missouri is for how bad I want to play them. Yep. It's zero. Uh, Doug Miles says, I might be too much of a traditionalist, but I want Texas, the only remaining tie to the old Big A, Mizzou, and a potential heated geographic rival, Arkansas. Yeah. That's not bad. You're definitely and, going you know, to get Texas. That's kind of non-negotiable. You're, 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 you oh, will yeah, play 100%. Texas. 
You will play Texas. Here's, you know, the bad thing about Missouri and Arkansas as your permanent opponents is they may not be, over time, good matchups. All right? But that may not necessarily be a bad thing, you know? Very manageable pod. Like, again, Florida, when they're going, they're – they're the best team or pretty close to the best team. Arkansas and Missouri, when they have it going, I mean, they're, they're tough teams to deal with, but they're not one of the best teams in the country, right? So, yeah, right. Arkansas, Missouri, and Texas, that's about as that's about as manageable as you could probably get in a little three-game, you know, rotating yeah. thing every single year. Totally manageable. Um, but, you know, as far as desirability – not the best, exactly. but you're going to get some other good matchups. I mean, that's that's just kind of how it goes. You can't have they can't all be winners. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out Riverwind Casino today. Stay tuned. Opinions, you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off twenty four seven three sixty five on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Parents, do you want your teen to be a safe driver? Enroll them today in Oklahoma's free online work zone safe course for teen drivers at www. All while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Let's dedicate this entire segment to the Air Comfort Solutions text line because we have uh, we got a time. Uh, this one for the 405. All I know is I want OU to play Bama, and we need to call it the matchup. We need to call the matchup the Crimson Clash. Hmm. Play Bama and call it the Clemson. The Clemson. Or, uh, Crimson. Well, I guess you could <laughs> yeah, call it the Clemson Clash. <laughs> they got beat by Clemson the, a couple times, and this staff's Clemson guys. Yeah, and we've been beat by Clemson a couple of times. Uh, the Crimson Clash. Yeah, hey, I'm down with that. I'm just telling you it ain't going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, from the 405, SEC will probably stick us with Texas, A&M, and Missouri. I'm hearing more, That's hearing more, seeing more Texas, Arkansas, Missouri than Texas A&M in Missouri. Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, no A&M in there? Yeah, yeah, A&M. That, that's what that texture said. But the the ones that are being thrown out have way more Arkansas than A&M. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I, I do kind of feel like the SEC is going to be like, come on, guys, this will be great. The old Big 12 back together playing each other. Man, I hope not. You can have uh, OU, Texas, A&M, and Missouri as your three I hope not. every year. That'll be cool. And I think that sucks. Yeah, I do too. I, the, 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 what is exciting, at least for me, and other people may feel differently, the exciting thing is to get the hell away from the Big 12 and really, anyone that's have anything to do with it, <laughs> you know, including you, Missouri, uh, mostly you, Missouri, right? 
Yes. Uh, some people are uh, making fun of Crimson Clash, and, well, use your imagination as to what you think that they're saying about that name. Moving on. From the 405, <laughs> Jacksonville is always more expensive, and Gainesville Airport is pretty small. Didn't you live in yeah. Jacksonville for a period of time? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I just I, I had I was looking at the map and there's not really not really anything. I to be in the state of Florida, Gainesville is about as far away from anything as you can possibly be. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? It, like without being close to like Tallahassee or I mean, or it's it's seriously kind of in the middle all by itself. There's not really a, a hope hub that's all that close except for Jacksonville and I, I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly how far away that that is one last middle finger to OSU says the 405 new rivalry with Florida and call it Bedlam <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, I love that what are the four blue bloods in the new SEC well does the SEC have four blue bloods OU Bama and then the next closest things would be God, Texas would be the closest thing with Tennessee or Georgia? Ugh. Well, I hate to say it, but your most recent national champions would be Bama, LSU, Georgia, and I guess Florida. But if you wanted to pull Florida out, it would be Texas. Yeah. Yeah, how many national champ? How many SEC? I know. I guess teams, it'd be Auburn, actually. Yeah, how many S? That's what I was about to say. How many SEC teams have won a title since uh, OU and Texas have? Florida has won multiple. Auburn has won Florida. one. Bama's won LSU. multiple. LSU's won multiple. Georgia's won multiple. So that's five, and four have won multiple. Yeesh. Yeah, five teams. Is that it? Are we missing anyone? Uh. Probably, but I think that that's it for now. <laughs> yeah, you get someone lost in the wash there. No big deal. National championships. Yeah. Georgia is new blood. Texas is neither blue blood or new blood. It's only Oklahoma and Alabama. I would agree with that in terms of blue bloods in the new SEC. I agree. Yeah. Yep. That's true. But, you know, we give a lot of people a lot of crap about, like, you better do something before you lose your blue blood tag. Like we're starting to get into that territory. I know we've made some playoffs, but need to win a big game at I mean, some point. Yeah. My goodness, it's really been. Like we haven't played in a national championship in 15 years, man. Hmm. Not crazy. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I you you I you. I feel like you said that like no one's thought about that before. Yeah. No, I know. It's just every time you say it, it's like, what the hell's going on? 918. Arkansas is fine. Like everyone else, I have no interest at all in Missouri. Uh, 214. I would love to curb stomp Missouri every year and pick up those recruiting groups out of Kansas City and St. Louis. That, yeah. Fair so if, if you played uh, Texas, Florida, and Missouri every single year, you could have a base in probably your three most – actually four, you could play in your four most um, – like where you get your players at the most. Oklahoma, of course. Texas, play Texas every year in Dallas. Play Florida, 
and then play Missouri for that Kansas City uh, for that Kansas City area. You could attack all your major recruiting stops with uh, four games every single year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That'd be good. That'd be money. Wouldn't hurt. That's for sure. I. Well, I. Unless you've lost. I am. I am. Uh, I'm still. I'm still, and maybe this is just a bias towards the SEC and, and their scheduling and and what historically they've thought of themselves. I'm still worried they're going to just hammer us with the old Big 12 teams and try and act like it's they did us some huge favor. Yeah. By the way, um, Texas, well, I, I already told you Texas 3, I guess, from Andy Staples. Arkansas, OU, and A&M, 24-7 did the same thing today. They have OU playing um, – Texas, Missouri, and A&M. I'm just wondering how Shocker. people feel about playing. Uh, that's the first time I've seen A&M being thrown in there, at least in a while. wonder how people feel about playing A&M. I'd rather play A&M than Missouri. Agree. Um, I, and I think that it wouldn't be bad to have the opportunity to own the state of Texas, beat 100%. both of them every year. Well, OU's done that you in know? the past. I mean, we've seen that happen before and how they benefited in recruiting. Sure. Tommy Harris, yeah. Adrian Peterson, and a whole lot of others, for sure. Everyone trying to fabricate Arkansas into our new bedlam. That is just a dumb thought. Oklahoma's pod, if there is pod, should be Texas, A&M, and Missouri, IMO. I don't think we want Missouri and Arkansas, says the 918. But, uh, how, how can anyone – I'm sorry, but how can anyone – Who's been in the Big Twelve? Want as soon as we leave the SEC to have all of our guaranteed games to be Big Twelve teams. You know what? It, How you know what, would anyone you know pick like? That? It's like uh, you, you referenced it last week. It feels like half of your schedule you're playing in like the Mountain West this year. You know, you go to yeah. the SEC and it still feels like half of your schedule is a is a Big Twelve schedule. It's like we're in the it's SEC, like but kinda. Kind of. It's like you don't want to move too far from mom and dad's house where you can still <laughs> go home and get your laundry done and get a, a, a home-cooked meal. You don't want to sever the tie completely. Let's go. Rob's part of the fun. Florida, of going South to Carolina, conference. and Ole Miss. Make that your three permanent rivals every there you single go. year. I'm fine with that. All right, we got to hit a break. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit a few things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Parents, do you want your teen to be a safe driver? Enroll them today in Oklahoma's free online. Know who to trust. Take a look at the client reviews at WYG. If you want a lawyer that clients trust, then trust WYG. West, Yala, Gosney, Law, 405-800-8080. That's 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Um, number one, I'll go with Todd Munkin yeah. out of Georgia, and he's been hired as the offensive coordinator at Baltimore. Um which I think is pretty promising for the Ravens. Um, 
supposedly Lamar Jackson was involved. Uh, at least they said he was going to be involved in picking their new offensive coordinator. We'll see what that means for Andrews. Overall, could be a pretty good move with Munkin going to Baltimore. He's had a lot of success in, in several different areas. Yeah, uh, that tells you uh, how long that Georgia's known that he was going to take another job, right? Because as soon as he left or announced that he was leaving earlier today, Mike Bobo was announced as Georgia's next offensive coordinator, who's been Georgia's OC before. That's more the interesting storyline for me is how does this affect Georgia moving forward? And, man, I, I think Georgia's offensive coordinator at this point is very similar to Alabama's offensive coordinator. They're going to be fine for the most part regardless of who it is. Right. Um, the other one, it, I, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Derek Carr is gone from the Raiders. Um, this was, I thought, awesome on his part. He's due $40 million. All right? And the Raiders were trying to trade him and hopefully get some assets back, right? Try and, try and get a, a piece or two here or there. But he's denied any trade. They have to outright release him, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I think that's a nice move on his part just to uh, not allow them to try and get anything for you with uh, yes. kind of the way that they've treated him, which I get it. It's business, but uh, for him, I think that was a nice move. He uh, he ripped on himself a little bit at the Pro Bowl. Uh, they had like the skills challenge like a night or two before the actual game, if you even call that a game, what they did. and. He missed a few throws, and the guy asked him, like, what happened? He's like, oh, well, I guess they don't want me around here anymore, or something like that. So he's, he's handling it as best as he possibly can, but he'll be a starter next year. Maybe, maybe New Orleans is where he'll be a starter next year. Guess we'll see. Yeah, and the Raiders, uh, McDaniels and Ziegler, the, the GM, released a statement about how great Carr's been for them and, and everything. I just – I love that it's like – Nah, I know I've got $40 million coming to me, and it would be easy just to accept a trade somewhere and get the $40 million and play myself into another contract, but that would allow the Raiders to get something for me, and, yeah. you know, no. I just don't think they deserve it. I love it. You got any more? That's all I got. All right, first one for me. In my opinion, one of the best TV shows on right now is returning for a new season on March 15th. I know change can be scary. One minute, you're playing freeze tag out there at recess with all your buddies. Next thing you know, you're getting zits, your voice gets low. And every time your art teacher, Miss Scanlon, leans over your desk to check and see how your project's going, you feel all squiggly inside. Who doesn't love Ted Lasso? <laughs> Everyone loves Ted Lasso, right? New season coming on March 15th, and I cannot wait. I'm going to have to fight the urge to watch the entire new season the very first night. What a show. I need to get caught up. Yeah, you I've do. loved season one. And I think I, I watched maybe the first episode or two of season two, and it just didn't grab me the same way for whatever reason. It wasn't it was, as good, like, but first it's still season good, was, though. It's still, must watch. It's still good, though. Okay, I need to – maybe the first couple of, of episodes were just a little slow. Uh, I need to go back and finish that and – Hopefully they got some good stuff in store for Season 3. That's good. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, me too. D1 softball, top 25 this week. Oklahoma still at number one. UCLA at two. Oh. Florida at three. 
Arkansas at four, or, uh, Oklahoma State at five. Uh, Texas is all the way back to 16 uh, after, well, we, you know what happened. They stalled the game for a tie instead of a loss. Alabama drops to number 12. Washington up to number 10. They played OU very tough over uh, over the weekend. North Texas at 22, A&M at 25. Just some interesting schools there. But OU still hanging tight as the number one team in softball. No surprise there, I'd say. Yeah, no surprise. Um, what, three top 25 teams were in that classic that they were in? Is that right? Uh, yeah, they beat, they well, o- counting OU, it was four. But they beat three top 25 teams. Yeah. Right. That's a pretty good way to start off the season. It wasn't um, – I mean, they had to grind through some stuff, persevere through some rough areas, and uh, and still get the W. So, all in all, good start. Not a shock. You would pretty much always feel bad for a guy that has to take a 70% pay cut, right, in most instances? In most instances, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Well, do you feel bad for Greg Olson? Because now that Tom Brady yes. apparently is going to do TV, Tom Brady moves in, which means Greg Olson will only make $3 million this next season on Fox, down from the $10 million he was making this season. Think about how stupid that is. That you've done such a good job, the reviews have been so good that in a very short amount of time you made it all the way up to calling the Super Bowl and after that and even did a good job in the Super Bowl I don't know what the reviews were I thought he did a good job I just because someone else is coming on board they're going to cut your pay by 70 percent I especially if I had the amount of money that Greg Olson had, I would tell them to get stuffed. (laughs) It would be nice to say $3 million, you can get stuffed. I'll go work with CBS or someone else. See ya. I'll go do nothing. Yeah, Yeah, but the way that he's being treated out of all this, he's probably going to end up being better than Tom Brady. He's he's awesome. He's really good. I'd be shocked if they didn't. If they didn't like rework his contract somehow, right? I mean, you can't just you can't just straight up bump a guy be- only because someone else who hasn't even done it yet that maybe is going to be terrible at it. Which I, I expect Tom Brady to be really good, but who knows? Yeah, you know, I it's crazy. Uh, okay, last two things for me. These are coaching hires in college football. Kevin Sumlin, former OU assistant, A and M head coach. He is off to Maryland as the tight ends coach. It's kind of interesting. Good luck to him. Rooting for him. Where was he? He was like with the Houston Roughnecks. Is that XFL or USFL? That's what I That's what I thought. I thought he was with one of those. Was he the head coach? I think he was the head coach of one of those. Yeah, man. Maybe he was the USFL. And he's bouncing to go be the, the tight side end coach <laughs> at Maryland. <laughs> that's never not funny, by the way, when you say that. Hey, didn't where Jackson Sumlin? Is that where he transferred to? You know, I initially thought that. No, he's going to FAU. Is where he's going. Play for Tom Herman. Oh, okay. Nice. Last one. Right. Uh, Buki is headed to USC to be a defensive analyst. Yeah. How about that? Text line was making jokes that he'll probably get multiple uh, unsportsmanlike penalties on the sideline next year. <laughs> Felt bad for laughing. <laughs> However, I still laughed. Uh, 
just run out on the field randomly. Uh, With the sledgehammer? USC's you know, getting the sledgehammer back, somewhere. baby. Let's go. Bring out the sledge, baby. Good for him. Um, uh, get him in, into the coaching circuit. Probably be a pretty good recruiter. He's from the West Coast, right? He's from California? Yeah. I think and then he went, he went to he, Florida he went to, to IMG. the IMG. Yeah, went to IMG, but he's from Florida. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good for him. All right. Good stuff. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up our number two next. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Central Oklahoma View of GMC Dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Some uh, Buki slander is on the text line right now. Clark Stroud will be Buki's personal get-back coach at USC. Buki's natural position is the bench. Five-star defensive analyst laughing face emoji. Multiple Mm. sideline infractions are coming for USC. I do not feel sorry for laughing. Yeah, no love lost there from the fan base, oh, as you can tell. Brutal, brutal, but you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Hey, I forgot something in uh, things that caught my eye. Oh, what was it? <laughs> so you knew the United States government shot down three I've unidentified lost I've lost count, but flying yeah. objects over the weekend, right? Well, there was a new revelation yesterday. They missed yes. with the first <laughs> shot on, I, uh, I think it was the balloon over Lake Michigan. Missed with the first shot, took it out with the second shot, but they don't know where the first missile went. Do you think it's a dud? What the hell are we even doing? Do you think it's a dud just laying in someone's yard? Yeah, maybe it's in someone's attic. Maybe it's in the back of someone's pickup truck. Maybe it's out in the middle of a field about to be hit by a combine. I have no idea where it is. Someone check eBay and see if it's already on eBay. It's got to be on there somewhere. And I love the fact that, like, they don't know what it is. You don't know what it is, but you blew it up anyways. I leave it up to the United States to uh, first alien contact. We just blow the hell out of whatever it is that they're flying <laughs> to where they just laser beam the entire planet. Right? We tried to come in peace, and you guys shot a Sidewinder missile at us. It's an SEC country. It's just hilarious. It's an SEC country. OU fans oh. go into this thing with the best of intentions, and SEC fans are going to blow them up. First chance they That's get. That's perfect. It's exactly what it is. It's a redneck in the woods shooting Sasquatch because they weren't sure what it was. That's uh, So when the, the first balloon was flying across the country, remember it got all the way to the East Coast? <laughs> yeah. Mike in Springfield said, oh, God. Um, the balloon just crossed over Missouri. There's no way it's getting out of the sight of these rednecks with guns. Thankful, yeah. uh, luckily it did, but I, I don't know how. I don't know how it got over Missouri without getting shot down. Well, I think the fact that it was uh, several miles up in the air, you'd probably have better luck shooting up in the air and the bullet coming back down and hitting you than it would to actually make it all the way up to the balloon. Sooner Co. Wetzel, movie quote, that's not a missile. Somebody put a biohazard sticker on the RV crapper tank. 
beautiful. <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, good one, guys. I'm not falling for this. There's no way that's a real sidewinder missile in the backyard. All right, quick timeout. We've got the final hour of the rush coming up next. Stay tuned. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the REF Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available 